Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of On to the Next Podcast. You know, we have a lot to catch up on, as usual. But first things first, which it sounds so much better than it has the past few days, my voice. She's struggling a little bit, so if it's super scratchy, please just hang in there with me. I really want to get an episode out there because I have some exciting news I need to share and we have so much to catch up on. So yeah, we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it. It is definitely a result of Taylor. However, I also think the smoke from the wildfires has made a big contribution because it's not like that in the South yet. And my mom and I traveled to Philly and Baltimore. You know, in the Northeast was where it all kind of hit first um, for a few days last week. And then it was bad in Cincy when I was home for a couple days. And then the concert. And then I got a little cold from the concert because I was jumping and screaming. And I think I ate two meals total combined both days because I was just like running around all day long. Um, which is not good. So my esophagus is struggling just a little bit. But I also cannot stop screaming Taylor Swift songs in my car or really anywhere. And Speak Now, Taylor's version is now out. And I'm recording this an hour and 44 minutes before it drops. So I don't really know what my mental and emotional state is going to be like, but I'm very anxious to listen to it. I just think it's like the coolest thing ever, her re-recording her music. It's like you could just get to experience all over again, but at a different stage in life. And that's not a thing with a lot of things. And it's magical and I love it. So the voice isn't getting better because of those things. But, yeah. Next thing, the title. No, I did not quit my job. So if anybody from work is listening to this or sees this or whatever you do, don't text our boss, my boss. Don't text each other. Didn't quit my job. Nor is this a hint or foreshadow at events occurring in the near future. It's just a title. And it makes a lot of sense. So, Lastly, for my big announcement, well, it's big to me, but let's talk about my trip in Taylor Swift first. Okay, so going back a little bit, Philly was cute. That was my first time, like, in the city. Um, We visited the Rocky statue, and I ran up the stairs, which was fun. Uh, We went to this cute tavern called Triangle Tavern. Shout out to my friend Schatz for the recommendation. Um, And the food was so good. My mom and I got like a pizza and I like white sauce. She did not love the pizza we got, but she's a good sport and let me order what I wanted. And it was white sauce with cheese, spinach, bacon. And onions, I think. I don't know. Um, Because I like white pizza. I don't like pizza sauce. So, unpopular opinion. But that's what we got. And then my mom ordered spicy broccoli. And it was literally, I think, just like garlic and red pepper flakes. I don't know. But it was freaking delish. 
and we got meatballs because they were really good according to our server he said that that's like one of the things they're famous for so we ordered meatballs and then i got a side of grilled chicken and it was so freaking good so that was 10 out of 10 and like when you walked in it was like just this normal dive bar on the corner of some random street in philly and so like when you walked in the bar was immediately to your left and then stairs were to your right that took you down to the restrooms in the kitchen and then you moved through the restaurant to be seated by the hostesses and then you went up a few stairs and it was like separated by like a banister and i guess it's like an old house really or an apartment i don't really know but that's kind of how it was set up but like the lights were super dim and they had all these cute little tables and like my mom and i sat under the staircase which was cute and they had like little tea lights on the table i don't know if you're ever in philly i for sure would recommend it because it's like cute it was like a dive bar and a cute little date restaurant all in one which i think is a great way to describe myself don't you think Then my mom and I walked to an ice cream place down the street called Milk John, which was also very good. Um, They make like their own hand-dipped ice cream. So that was like a fun little local place to go. Then we headed back to our hotel. Our original plan was to get pizza from Angelo's because I did my research from Dave Portnoy, you know, like cheesesteak rating and pizza place. And Angelo's was, I think it's like his top faith place in either the northeast in general or all of pennsylvania i don't really remember but i didn't know that it was only while supplies lasted so they closed at seven we got there at like 6 45 and i was gonna go place an order and i walked in and it was like this tiny little place and you just walked in and it was like hundreds of white boxes stacked on top of each other and then the kitchen like the counter and the kitchen behind them with like 10 guys cleaning up and the guy looked at me and he was like can I help you with something and I was like I just wanted a place to go order and he was like oh we're sold out for the day and I was like oh and he's like I'm sorry I was like it's okay and then I left and I was really upset but it's okay. I'll come back and I'll eat it. And now I know for the future to get there at 10 a.m. So then the next day we stopped at a coffee shop in Philly and we walked to see the Liberty Bell and Independence Hall, which was really fun because it was like I was a national treasure. And that's a 10 out of 10 movie. And yeah, I thought Philly was cute, but I don't think I would ever live there. Like in the city, it just like wasn't like my my vibe like when I visited Chicago like I loved it but I didn't feel that way about Philly I could picture myself in Chicago but not in Philadelphia um and then after that my mom and I drove to Baltimore because the whole reason for the trip was to see the Reds play the Orioles um, it stormed and the game was delayed until like 9.30 after like the second inning. So it was a super late night. Uh, the game didn't end until after midnight. And honestly, it was brutal. Like our players did not look good the first day. If anybody watched the game, you would know that. Um, but super glad that they won both the days that my mom and I did not pay to fly and stay in hotels to go see them. So love that for us but it was still fun (laughs) we still had a good time um 
they won the series, so it's okay. Um, and the whole point was to just see another stadium. That was the whole reason we went. Um, which is, yeah. So we took this, like, business trip for someone whose goal in life was to see the Reds play in every stadium. But um, he unfortunately isn't able to do that anymore. So I thought, since I have the privilege to be alive, um, I should take it from there where he left off. So... Yeah, it was a good little trip. It was um, a little emotional but meaningful, and it was good. So I had a great time with my mom. Horrible flight anxiety. I literally, we were flying home, and there were storms, and the flight was delayed. And I hate flying. Like, I just don't enjoy it. It's a control thing. I I don't know. I was literally, like, sitting there, and I, like, was like, I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack. But I was okay. I fell asleep, and we got home safely, and the pilot did a great job. So shout out him. Now, <clears throat> let's talk about our mother, Miss Taylor. It was amazing. And one, I am very lucky that I got to see her twice in a row because it was like an out-of-body experience and I am not sure if it was real. I really, I can't tell. I can't tell if it was a fever dream, if it was real life. It's a feeling that's really hard to describe if you weren't able to experience it and I hope the people who were there like you can understand where I'm coming from like I feel like first of all waited so long to go to this concert like this is like what eight months in the making and then I've loved Taylor Swift since 2006 like always have been a Swifty fan you know I wasn't trying to be different and cool and 2016 and hater and now come back and I'm like oh my god I love you so much that was low-key at someone but also just if you ever did that (laughs) and just like secondhand embarrassment because like how could you not like her (laughs) um but yeah always have loved her so I waited 17 years to see Taylor Swift so there's so many things in the making there that I feel like my body like went into shock during the entire show. And I was like, I can't believe she's standing in front of me and we're breathing the same exact air. Um, but we were, and I can confirm that she is a real human being. So if anybody had any doubts, because how could someone that amazing be a real human being? I can confirm that she is real. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It was just amazing. She's amazing. Like, even if you're not a fan of Taylor Swift, like, I'll pray for you. But she is, like, a phenomenal performer and a true professional. And I think that that comes from me being a performer. Like, you can watch people and be like, yeah, like, you're, you're just a professional. Like, the way you handle yourself, the way you work through things, like, things don't mess you up easily. If you do get messed up, like, you roll with the punches. Like, there's a certain kind of composure that you have to hold, as a performer and those little things do separate you from other people and like your true professionalism shines through and that is her her show is amazing like someone was talking about it and they were like I felt like I was in an interactive art museum and I was like that is such a good way to put it like it was like a Broadway musical concert interactive museum all in one like it was I don't know it was just amazing so even if you're not a fan, like, you can at least appreciate what she does and agree with that statement that 
she knows how to put on a show and she knows how to do it well. So. I feel like that covers all of it. That that covers Philly, my little trippy, and Taylor for sure. So let's get into my little announcement. Okay, you guys, I'm excited. So as everyone knows, I'm Arch Drum Corps, and one of my sweet dear friends reached out to me over the weekend and asked me to join him on tour next week as a staff member and teach, which is so exciting because... Um, one, I get to go back to drum corps. Two, I get to do it with some of my favorite people. And three, I get to experience it from the other side, which I've never gotten to do before in a drum corps setting. So it just adds even more appreciation to the whole entire activity. But I'm excited. I'm only going to be gone for a week. Um, and they're going to be close by to where I am, which is super great. Um, easy for me to hop on and hop off on tour. But yeah, I'm just so excited and it'll be like a full circle moment with me and my friend because we marched all three of our years of DCI together. We did one season of indoor together, right? Yeah. So we got to age out together and then now we get to teach together even if it's for a short amount of time. So I love that. Um, I'm also like a little nervous though because I've never truly like taught before. I've only ever made like guest appearances for high schoolers. Um, so very curious to see how I do. I was like, are you sure? Like you think I'm going to be good at it? And he was like, yeah, no, like everybody approves. Like we definitely want you to come. And I was like, okay. So I'm excited. My voice is probably going to be even more shot by the end of next week because I'm also the day I'm coming home from tour I'm going to a Blink-182 concert and I don't really know what to do with myself it's been an emotional few weeks and it's just going to keep continuing and it's just you know we love this like damn and I also made little goals at the beginning of each month um I started to do that so I've only done it for June but I did it for July on this like big whiteboard that I have in my office area and it says make it happen I think it's really cute um and last month I completed three of my four goals that I made for the month which is really exciting the one I didn't complete was to get a two-turn and that's mostly because I didn't practice a two-turn other than one time so that's on me but yeah I think that covers everything though um so I hope you enjoyed that little catch-up because there was a lot in there now let's get into it so I feel like this episode is going to be a little longer um which is a good thing um because I don't anticipate posting next week because I will be running around on a football field um which is just so great to say out loud um So this one's going to be a little longer and I wanted to talk about three topics that are in the title, Um, some more than others, but they're all like recent discussions I've had or have been reoccurring things um, in my life as well, like just reoccurring conversations or comments people have made. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to dabble into all three at once, um, and kind of just talk about it. So for the first one, it's okay to quit your job. 
I thought this could be fun because I've actually had quite a few like encounters with people in various friend groups and situations who have talked about like quitting their jobs, who have actually quit their jobs or have felt unfulfilled by their jobs. And I'm a firm believer in not staying places that make you unhappy, which is a loaded belief because it can be filled with a lot of irony and yeah, there are a lot of things that do play into that whole thing. I understand there are a lot of factors you have to think about, but life is too short to spend five days of your life not enjoying what you do. And if I've learned anything this past year, it would be that life is very short and nothing lasts forever. It's something people talk about and say a lot. So it sounds a little cliche, but when you experience that ending without a cause and just feel the effect, you begin to think about life being too short a little differently. And, you know, your job makes up about 80% of your life and sometimes more depending on the job. So if you're not happy with your current, like, career and work-life situation I'm sorry but it is just a fact that you are not happy or content in your life outside of that like there's just no way there's no way that you're not feeling anxious about your work situation if you don't like it or feeling drowned because you're behind and you can't catch up or just anything just any type of stress like you cannot tell me those two days that you get on the weekends if you don't have to work you're using that to be like your happiest self because I guarantee like you have other things going on or you just feel so drained and exhausted that you just spend your weekends like not pursuing things that you wish you could because you know the 80% of the other part of your life was like draining you and taking all that energy away so that's just how I feel and I feel like scientifically it makes sense yeah I also think it's so easy to be like, I don't like this and quit. Um, So I do think it's very important to figure out what it is that you don't like. You know, like, do you not like it because it's different? Um, Do you not like it because, like, you have to work? Do you not like it because of blah, blah, blah? You know, X, Y, and Z. Like, it's so easy to just, like, look at something, anything really, and just, like, give up on it because you aren't – for sure why you don't like something but you also don't want to try to figure out why you don't and I just think people should take more time figuring out like why things are the way that they are or why things happen the way they happen or feel the way they feel because I don't know character development growth as a human being I don't know that's just me but you know is it the state you're in the town the city, the environment you work in, your coworkers, the actual job you're doing, you know, like the list goes on. And it's so easy to give up on things because it's challenging, but it is also so easy to stay somewhere because you're hoping things will get better. Or you think like, oh, I'll stick it out for this because of this, or, you know, just whatever. Or like, I want 
this benefit from it so I'm just gonna hold off until I get that and we'll figure it out but I feel like that's a slippery slope because like I feel like once you cross one thing off your list you're like oh but this thing's coming up so like once I finish that then I'm definitely gonna go and like oh but then this thing is gonna happen and so like you keep crossing things off your list but you're still like putting yourself in a hole and I don't know like is that one thing worth it is it more worth it than like you feeling like fulfilled you know what I mean and that's something like I'm trying to figure out right now um to be very vague but yeah like I'm just have been thinking about like you know is this thing that would be a great opportunity like worth it is really like the only question like is it worth it over the other things And sometimes I think like being stuck at a job or even just like in a situation, whatever, we're talking about work, so work, is like the equivalent to being in a toxic relationship. You know, like it's good when it's good, but when it's bad, it's confusing and hard and emotional. But you stay because you are hoping it'll get better. It'll get better because you love your coworkers, but your manager is horrible and the job itself is unfulfilling. Or you love your actual job, but your coworkers treat you like you're back in middle school and it's catty and horrible, but you stick it out because you love what you're doing. Both are draining and challenging, and my advice for you is that one, never do anything because of somebody else. Those who truly care and value will stay no matter what or where you go, which is a hard lesson to learn, I think, coming from somebody who likes to people please and cares about what people think um and two there are other jobs that you will love you know hopefully um but you deserve to be valued by everyone you interact with you know you don't have to be best friends but there has to be a level of respect and kindness so if you're not getting that like you deserve better if your value and potential is being overlooked because of whatever like I don't know I always think of that water bottle quote which I have to say it now, so this is going to be my quote of the week, but the one about the water bottle and it's just like, you know, water at the store is this much and water at the airport is this much and water here is this much and blah, blah, blah. This is not a very good quote. (laughs) But they say that and they're like, what is it? Like the price of water changes, but the actual water doesn't. Like sometimes it's just your environment or you know like something like that so really really bad quote of the week but you know what I mean like the water is the same but the price is different based on the environment you're in so like you are worth more you know you're you could be worth more at a different environment if you like changed your location and I saw that one time I think it was on LinkedIn and like I loved it and I just think that's something really important to think about because If you love what you do, that's incredible. But you should love what you do and also like love the place that you work and love the people that you have to be around every day because, you know, I, the person who cuts my hair too, like she said this the other day when I got my hair cut and she was, she's a hairstylist. She works at home now. But when she was working at a salon, like her boss was like, just like going down a really bad path like toxic just like not a good place in life 
And she was just like, you know, when I was there, I even questioned if I liked cutting hair anymore, which I think is a very common thing. Like if you're around people who just aren't your kind of people who you don't mesh well with, who you don't feel like you fit in with, who, you know, act like they're in middle school or high school, I don't know which one's better, but <laughs> just like that kind of thing, like you don't feel like you can have like a safe space at work, then it, I feel like it makes you question like, well, do I even like this job? Do I even like what I'm doing? Like, am I losing like my passion for what I'm doing? And so, but then she went somewhere else and she was like, oh no, it was actually just the place I was at. Like I love cutting hair and then she continued cutting hair. Um, so yeah, I just don't think anybody is worth it. I've stayed at places too long because of my coworkers and, you know, I didn't want to say goodbye to them and blah, blah, blah. And like the people who I thought really cared about me, like one of them, like unfollowed me on social media, which is fine. But I'm just like, so like, you didn't really it didn't really mean anything. None of it mattered. Like, it's it's just weird to do that in the first place. But, like, you know what I mean? Like, you should always put your happiness above everybody else's, especially when it comes to your work. Because if you, like, for me, for instance, like, it's just me right now. Like, I don't really have anything else to focus on in terms of, like, a significant other or children or anything like that. Like, it's worrying about me and like making sure like I'm staying in touch with my family and friends and like maintaining those relationships. But as far as like personal growth and development and stuff, like I have all my energy to put into me and my career because why would I want to waste that time just like sitting around doing nothing when I could put it in my career and then be really successful? So then when all of the other things hopefully one day come along, like it'll fit into the life that I have now or, you know. I'll have to move because my husband wants to live in Texas or wherever. You know what I mean? But, like, having something to put that energy into, I feel like it makes the most sense to put it into your career and your job and to, like, love that kind of life. Now, I'm also a firm believer in you should have a plan before you up and leave somewhere. You know, whether your plan is a place to live and you're going to serve tables until you – find the right place or if it's having a job before you move somewhere and you're solely moving to that new state because of this new job you have I think security is good and I think when it's spontaneous like yeah that's like a fun idea Um, but I just think it's so easy to be lazy it's so easy to fall out of your like routine and habits and patterns once you do it and I think that that also can be a slippery slope and you know it can lead to the comfort and not having a goal or focus or being like yeah well I get to sleep in and wake up and do whatever I want during the day and so it like like goes to the back burner especially if like you move back home with your parents and like you know they feed you dinner and you don't have to worry about buying groceries or paying rent or anything like that like it's so easy to push that stuff to the side and I'm not wired like that. I'm not wired to not have a goal. I feel like I'm always focused on like, what can I do next? What can I do next? Like, how can I be better? Which isn't always a great thing, but, you know, teach their own. But it's good to work towards something, regardless if it's temporary. You know, like, it's 
good to have a goal. It's good to have something in mind. It's good to be like, okay, I'm going to wait these tables for the next six months so I can save enough money so I can go do X, Y, Z. Like that's still like putting your energy into something. You're saving money. You're thinking about the income you're bringing home, thinking about where you're putting it. Like you just have a goal. You have a focus. And like that's good. So have a plan of some sort. I think plans are good. I feel like there's so much pressure really at any age, but mostly when you're young to kind of have it all figured out. And I think as a society, we're evolving in that sense, which I think is really great. But the whole feeling the need to figure out and solidify your career when you're 22 years old is crazy. And, you know, I'm sharing this because I feel like it's something I need to hear. But also, if it's something you need to hear, like, you're not a failure if your corporate or 9 to 5 job that you spent four years working towards a degree to get did not work out for your lifestyle. Which, that can always change. I think sometimes people, like, just because it doesn't work out for you one place and you need to take a step back to regroup and figure things out, like, your life can change and that could be ultimately what you need in a couple years. Um, it can always become like a part of your life or path you need to take. But if you feel like making your own schedule and making $300 bartending is what you need to do until you figure it out or find your passion or work through the mental and emotional block you may be experiencing, like you should do it. You know, you're not a failure if the job you dreamt about is not at all what you expected. You're not a failure if you think moving away is the best fit for you. Um, And then you move and it's not. So you decide to move back home. I often find myself categorizing things as failures. uh, When in reality, you just had the courage to try something. Which not a lot of people can say. I feel like fear holds people back way more. Um, So I think the fact that you're able to, one, pursue something. And then two, have it in you to really think about like, oh, is this really what I love? Is this what I want to do? Is this for me? Is Also something that not a lot of people can do. And three, like have the courage to do it in the first place, but also have the courage to then say this isn't for me and make the next move accordingly. You know, someone said to me like, you know, you can always come back home and at least you can say you did it. And it made me feel a lot better just hearing that from somebody else say it. Um, Again, not quitting my job, but... um, just like questioning things you know like I feel like as you're doing something it's normal and healthy to question if you make the right decisions as you go so if you're in a place where you relate to any of this you know figure out why make a plan make some moves and then move on to the next opportunity maybe play some Taylor Swift while you do it she's an inspiration and an idol and our mother so I'm sure you'll figure it out now on to the next one it's okay that was kind of cute wait a second did you hear that it was like punny 
on to the next one. Ah. Um, but anyways, it's okay to choose your friends. When I was home, I got dinner while I was in Cincy with an old friend from high school. And she is someone that I have always enjoyed being around. You know, we've always gotten along really well, but we were never like super close. Um, our friend groups hung out together and always like mixed and crossed paths. Um, so like we would see each other in those instances. Sorry, that was a really long pause. Um, <laughs> um, and I feel like we've always like kept in touch, like some kind of touch, I would say. Like we follow each other on social media and like, We'll swipe up on each other's stories sometimes. And she listens to my podcast, which I think is cute. Um, So I was just like thinking. And I was like, you know what? I think we'd be great friends. Like looking at my life now, like we should be friends. And I was sitting with her at our first little drinky app stop at the restaurant And, you know, we were just, like, talking about, like, where we are in our lives and the people we hang out with and things like that. And um, she said something like, you know, the cool part about being an adult is being able to choose your friends. And I was like, that's literally why I reached out to you. I was like, which is so funny that you bring that up. And, like, because I was just thinking, like, you are friends with people for so long and sometimes you don't even know why. Like, you get to a point and you're like, are we just friends because, like, we were friends when we were six? Um, Are we just friends because we have been in the same friend group and, like, things like that, you know? Like, why are we still talking to each other? And I have been in situations before where, you know, I felt kind of blindsided by the fact that the friendship ended or, you know, they felt that way because I truly didn't see it coming. Um, but now like taking a step back, I'm kind of like, wow, like we were friends for a really long time. So part of me feels like that would mean a little more or it would expect some type of explanation or something like that. Like, I think there's a difference between like friends growing apart and then just like friends ghosting you. Um, But, like, looking at it, I'm, like, you know, like, there were a lot of red flags, I feel like, and, or, like, certain situations made me feel bad, but I was, like, well, we're friends, you know what I mean? And it was never anything, like, bullying or belittling or anything like that, but just, like, thinking about some instances that occurred, it's just kind of, like, yeah, like, maybe, maybe that wasn't, like, as great of a friendship as I thought that it was, Um, and I think just that comes down to time too like I was like we were friends for 10 years like so you just think you're gonna be friends with people forever there's that thing that's like if you're friends with someone for seven years like it's gonna be a lifetime friendship and I don't really think that that's real for everyone and for everything and that's something else you know you shouldn't stay in a situation where the only reason you can give to support it is out of like the comfortability of the situation you know nothing grows when it's comfortable and I think that that's talked about a lot in like romantic relationships but I think that's really big for friendships as well like 
if neither of you feel like you're gaining anything out of the friendship or challenging yourself or each other and like growing and evolving then like it's probably not like the best type of relationship to be in you know so it's like okay for relationship to change and I feel like it usually has a negative association with it but truly it's kind of positive to know like you can control the people that are around you you know like you can control like types of situations you're in and you can't change people around you but you can change the people around you you know what I'm saying so text that old friend someone you've been thinking about not your ex-boyfriend and stop being sad that like something else didn't work out because I think that again coming from personal experience like I had a few friends leave my life but the quality of friends that I have gained quote-unquote in their place is just like life-changing like it they're the people like you pray for to come into your life so I try to remind myself of that when I'm a little bummed or if I see things and I feel like I have FOMO or confusion come into my brain about like I don't really understand why that happened I remind myself it's because I had to make room for these people and they're very amazing human beings lastly this episode really isn't as long as I thought it was gonna be maybe I'm talking really fast maybe I'm not going in depth enough I don't know but I don't know how much I want to talk about this and maybe I am wrong and delusional which is probably fair but the last topic I think males and females can just be friends Like, not everyone is a threat or unable to respect boundaries. And this comment is a little more personal because I am bothered a little bit by something. But it's mostly because pretending, okay? Pretending or maybe it wasn't pretending, but actions speak louder than words. Being someone's friend and telling them, like, you're friends. We're friends. We're friends. Like, blah, blah, blah. I like hanging out with you. I care about you. You're fun. Like, having normal conversations, randomly sending each other things, yada, yada, yada. But you're in a relationship now and suddenly you can't hang out or talk to them the same way. Like, I understand like respect (laughs) for sure but I just feel like like if again boundaries if they're there then it should be fine if someone's not like I think there's just like so many things that can be said like If you're not acting threatening or if you're not like flirting or overstepping or inserting yourself in situations and, you know, like caressing their arm or like any, you know, like forcefully and intentionally like putting yourself in a situation that looks not good. I would get how that would be like a major no-no 
But I also think if you're like, hey, dude, like, do you want to go to the bar and watch the game with me? Like, it doesn't get more bro than that. It doesn't get, like, I just don't see how that's threatening, personally, in my opinion. I don't know. I don't have a boyfriend running around with a girl best friend. I know girl best friends can be very threatening, but I wouldn't call myself a girl best friend. I am just, like, a friend. Yeah? I just, like, don't think that's cool. That was a little, little bit of a rant. But it's not cool to make people feel like, they're only worth your time when it suits their life or to fill a void for you or to talk to them because you're bored. And I think the term friend gets thrown around so casually now that for me, I feel like it's affected me wanting to make friends or to build that connection with people because when I literally was like in so in like with somebody, he was like, we're just friends, we're just friends, but did not treat me like a friend. He treated me more than a friend. And now I think that I am actually friends with somebody and they can't talk or hang out with me because now they have a girlfriend. And I just like don't really feel like that's very friend-esque. Like you should be able to talk to your friends even if there's a significant other involved because you're friends. So... Clearly, I'm just threatening. And I'm going to go shopping at Delululemon and be like, it's not my fault you're going to fall in love with me if you hang out with me. Like hair flipping right now. You can't see it. But you know what I mean? And you have to hold everyone to the same standards. And if you're a believer and if they wanted to, they would which I go back and forth on because I want to and I don't sometimes because it's scary. So I don't always think that statement is true. But most of the time I feel like it is. And if they wanted to, they would. And it applies to your friends too. If you are in somebody's life, they should be making an effort to be in yours. They should not be gaslighting you. Because they can't take accountability for the actions. They should not be making plans with you and blowing you off and making up some lie. They just shouldn't do that. Okay? Because they checked their phone. They looked at it. I get the whole reading messages and forgetting to respond or to acknowledge things. But there are little things that people do that you know like, oh, this is on purpose. Like for sure. So don't let your friends treat you poorly either. Okay, they don't have to be your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whatever else in between in order to respect you or to be kind to you or anything like that. Because the people you surround yourself with are very important and at the end of the day, you should do whatever is necessary to protect your peace and using the term friend and throwing it around isn't an out-of-jail free card to not be a good one so that being said I think guys and girls can be friends as long as you can respect boundaries in the other person get your head I don't know stop thinking with your dick or your vagina and just talk and treat people like normal human beings okay you don't just have to, just because guys and girls hang out doesn't mean they're just making out with each other or 
doing anything else, you know? So I don't see a problem with it, but y'all can let me know and be like, Molly, no. It's just not something that can happen. I don't think you should ever assume things. However, I think it's okay. And it's very normal. It's a very normal thing that can occur. And for whatever reason, it's probably because you can't trust anybody nowadays. And so now it's just like, you can only be friends with da 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 But I just like don't think that's real. Like just be a decent human being and a normal functioning human being, which I know normal isn't a very good word to use because that is a loaded word. However, you know what I mean? That was very ranty. You can you can hear the botheredness in my voice, but that's all I got. I hope that was helpful. I thought about the it's okay to quit your job for a very long time actually like three weeks probably um but yeah I think at the end of the day you should do whatever makes you happy um which really is just like a good summary for the today's episode again another cliche statement but you really should and sometimes I think cliches are the best because they're so simple and that's really all that you need in life is the simplicity and we just overcomplicate it but you should do whatever makes you happy if you're thinking about it and not sure and you're confused about it and whatever think about what about said situation isn't making you happy whether that's a friendship or the place you're working and try to find out why and what it is and go from there you know so the quote of the week was the water bottle thing super bad quote of the week but I don't really have anything else to add for quotes I was thinking about one and couldn't think of one to relate to this so we're gonna move on to our song of the week and in honor of Speak Now, Taylor's version coming out. <laughs> I'm so excited. Let's do... Better Than Revenge. Very curious to see what verses in the song have changed. But I think that's a good one. That's a good one. Going to sob at Last Kiss and Dear John, I guarantee it. Last Kiss is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs ever. So, yeah. But we're going to go with Better Than Revenge. Because I think that's a, a good one. That's obviously talking about a girl in that song. But, you know. Just be in your reputation speak now era forever. I think I'm going to base just the rest of my life off of Taylor Swift eras. I am. It's going to just be used for everything. I get dressed, oh, I'm in my folklore era today, or I wear purple, like, oh, channeling my speak now, yeah, (laughs) I'm an idiot, but that's what I'm gonna do, I hope you guys had a great week, I hope you have a great next week, I hope nobody passes away listening to speak now Taylor's version, I'm gonna hang on for dear life, But, yeah, that is everything. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Bye.